we are the men of the collective. Dedicated to restoring masculinity by being better men. To leading our sons, to loving our wives, to living our virtues, to improving the world around us with our daily effort. Not tomorrow or next week, but today. For this is our legacy. We are strong, but we are even stronger together. We are men, and we are the men collective. And we are the men collective. And we are the men collective. Hey gentlemen, it's your host Matt Gannon and welcome to episode 36 of the Men Collective Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the nature of suffering. I know that you suffer. I know that you feel loneliness. You feel heartache and doubt and fear. This and so much more people feel every single day. And they're expected to still live a happy, healthy, normal, functioning life. But in times of trouble, strength can be really hard to find. There are many days where you think to yourself, well my life isn't exactly happy. My life isn't exactly normal, and in fact, it's barely functional. Strength can be very hard to find. How is it possible to think life is going to be better someday whenever we're suffering so much now and the end doesn't really seem to be near? A lack of money leaves us lying awake with this sick feeling in the pit of our stomach, like a burning coal that just burning and burning and burning, and it saps you of your energy, it saps you of your life. Or maybe you deal with body image issues. You know, problems with our body image and our self-esteem, they can darken even the sunniest days. A feeling of loneliness makes you wonder if you're ever going to find love, or even just companionship. Or the loss of a loved one breaks your heart in such a way that leaves you wondering, will the hurt ever go away? Is it ever going to end? Sometimes we feel all of those things and more in a single day. I can't think of a single Christian that wouldn't say, when you're suffering, look to God. Trusting in God can very much be a practice in faith before sight. You might be thinking to yourself, well, I have no reason to trust in God. And it's easy for Christians to say, trust in God and everything was going to be okay. I used to really resent that. I used to think like, well, of course you would say that, but I don't believe in God. What do I have then? You know, what has God done for me? I look back and now I think that's quite absurd to think, but I was convinced. I was absolutely convinced. Faith before sight is one of the absolute most difficult things that we can do in this life. It's one of the most difficult things we face as humans. All logic points to only being able to trust what you know, what we see, and what we've experienced before. This is pretty much how I lived. God was not welcome in my home. God wasn't welcome in my life in general because I couldn't see him. I couldn't hear him or experience him. I could not know him. And to me, that meant he wasn't real. I can't tell you anything that will prevent you suffering, nor can anyone else. And if someone says they can, they're lying. Because you're human, you're going to suffer. What I can tell you though, and this is very important, and I want you to really hear me on this. I've suffered tremendously as a godless man, and I've suffered even deeper still as a man of faith. And I can tell you that there is a profound difference. There's a peace beyond all understanding when we trust in God. This is one of his promises made to us. And now as a Christian, I too tell you, when you suffer, look to God. He won't be able to take your suffering away, but he can help you find the strength or lend you the strength to endure it, to bear it, and to get through it. Whenever you make this commitment and you start opening yourself up and allowing yourself to develop a relationship with God, and when you start looking to the Bible and the Word of God and actually thinking about it, meditating on it, letting it into your life, all of a sudden things become tangible. And for some, it might not be all of a sudden. For some, it might take a little while. For me, it was a bit of a whirlwind. But what I can promise you is that if you open yourself up to it and you actually put in the work, 
it does become something you can see. It becomes something you can know. It becomes something you experience every single day of your life, certainly in varying degrees, but you do experience it. You realize that you're not alone, and in fact, you never were. When I look back on my life before I believed in God, and that was pretty well for 26 years, I I realize now God was there. I just didn't know it, but God was there. There were many times in my life where I should have been, I should have died, or I should have been hurt worse than I was. I realize now that I was spared from so much more hurt and tragedy because even though I thought I was alone, I actually wasn't. There was another in the fire with me. It didn't matter that I didn't believe in God. And even though I rejected God completely, it doesn't mean that he wasn't there with me and for me. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. Is there a purpose for our suffering? What do you think about that? Is there a purpose for our suffering? Or does it just happen because? I don't know that there's always a purpose for it, but I do think that we can get something out of it. I think that some suffering happens because we are human and because we make poor choices. However, there is some suffering that is for something. So the answer is yes and no. But I do think that sometimes we have to be broken down or weakened before we can be made stronger again. Think of like a metal in a forge. Think of a blade, tempering a blade. In times of suffering, most often, especially in extreme suffering, where something really bad is happening to you, we're stripped down to just barely functioning. We empty ourselves of all things. We stop caring about things that don't actually matter. In this emptying process, there's a wonderful opportunity for lessons to be taught. There's space for something new to find its way in. There's the opportunity for our life path to be adjusted. Here's another scripture I want to share from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 10. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Those who accept the teachings of the Bible, who not just read them, get a burst of motivation, and then go on about living your life totally blind to what you just read, what you just learned, as so many of us do, not just with the Bible, but also with motivational quotes and books and movies and songs and and videos, when you meditate on them, when you actually, when you think about them often and you try to commit to action every day, you're going to start seeing the fruit of that labor every day. It becomes something tangible. It becomes something you can experience and actually benefit from. It's not just a thing to say, oh, yeah, I read the Bible. Do you read the Bible? It's not just a status thing. It's like, no, I read the Bible. I really read the Bible. And then I use that knowledge. The Bible wasn't meant to just be read. The Bible was meant to be lived and acted upon. It's a handbook for life. It's the manual to how to live the best life possible. I used to think it was a load of crap. And then I actually tried. And then I actually took that risk and I realized, wow, I was wrong. Because it's, it changes your life. The daily reality that you have, it's a reflection of the thoughts in your mind. It's a reflection of the thoughts that you allow to grow in your mind. I used to be the biggest skeptic that I knew. I was arrogant, beyond arrogance. I was stubborn. I suffered a lot, and I suffered, there, I suffered needlessly alone. But once I began to understand that there was a whole new way of life just waiting for me to embrace, I was hit with a horrible tragedy. My wife and I were so excited whenever we found out that we were having another baby. I just knew in my heart that it was going to be a boy. I just knew it. I knew before he was even conceived that we were going to have a baby boy. Things were good. The heartbeat was strong. The baby was moving around. We saw him on the ultrasound. And then Amber woke up in the middle of the night with pains. And... A few hours later, he was gone. We have no idea why it happened, but at 17 weeks, he passed. Amber gave birth to him at home, and we put him to rest. 
That was one of the most heartbreaking things ever experienced in my life. I will never forget it and I will never recover from it. It was absolutely horrifying. And the only thing that held me together was my faith in God. Now, the timing of me embracing my faith, embracing God in my life is not coincidental. I really don't know why we lost our son. We never will know. I've never once said, God, why did you take my son from me? Why would you do this? Why would you allow me to suffer like this? But the weirdest thing happened. I actually found comfort in God. And in fact, the death of my son actually strengthened my faith. I, I can't explain it to you. And I don't really have any, any tangible justification for it other than I feel like God is suffering alongside me. But I'm grateful that, that my suffering has been made more bearable because I have the power of faith, because I have the armor of God protecting me. Because you're a human, you will suffer, but you don't have to suffer alone. So I want to invite you and encourage you to subscribe to the Men Collective. I want to give you more down-to-earth motivation um, regarding faith and fitness and health and family and fatherhood and being a better man. I want to help the men of the world figure out just how they can better show up in their roles as a man. These episodes are meant to inspire action, but don't rely on them alone. You have to do the work. I don't want you just hearing what I have to say, getting all pumped up, and that's it. I don't want to die here. I want, I want to see your world changed and transformed by your strength and your commitment to being a better man. I want you to take your motivation and do something good with it. I encourage too that if you could, uh, please leave a rating and a review and share this with your friends. Help us grow. Help us get the word out. So thank you for listening. Until next time, take care.